This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Elise. Join us every Friday night as we dive into the latest news and headlines surrounding your Dallas Mavericks. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report. I'm your host, Larry Elise. Today we're diving into the latest headlines from around Dallas Mavericks. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Game Time sponsoring this episode if you're looking for the best place to find dallas maverick tickets then come check out game time use the link in the description help support the show so today's first question or topic i should say are the dallas mavericks gonna regret not signing dennis schroeder the dallas mavericks need another ball handler after the departure of jalen brunson and they have an open roster spot Dennis Schroeder was the best available point guard on the market until he signed with the Lakers on September 16th. Mavs fans were disappointed, especially after Schroeder took a one-year veteran minimum deal to play in Los Angeles. He improved his stock during Euro basket by averaging 21 points and 7 assists per game as he helped Germany reach the semifinals for the first time since Dirk Nowitzki led them to the silver medal in 2005. Mavs Brass was in attendance to watch him, but they did not reach an agreement. Why did the Mavericks not pursue the 6-3 guard? Did Dallas have a chance to land him? Will they regret not signing him? Let's take a closer look. So the first question we got to ask is why did they not pursue Schroeder? Schroeder was impressive during Euro basket, but fans may have already forgotten that the Celtics were a better team after they traded him. The Lakers were defending champions in 2020, but were knocked out of the first round of the playoffs in 2021 after acquiring Schroeder. The 6-3 guard turned down an $80 million extension with the Lakers before signing for the taxpayer mid-level exception last summer and a veteran minimum deal right now. Boston could not re-sign him so it made sense for the Celtics to trade him at the deadline. But they were 31-25 and 25 on February 8th when they sent him to Houston. They were 20-5 and five the rest of the way and reached the NBA Finals. The Mavericks did not think Dennis Schroeder improved their chances of winning a championship. They preferred the flexibility of an open roster spot over signing the 6-3 guard. Okay, so did the Mavericks have a chance to sign Schroeder? Every team in the NBA had a chance to sign Schroeder over the last two summers. Yes, Schroeder wanted 20 plus million per season in 2020, but he never got it. The 6'3 guard was forced to sign for the taxpayer mid-level exception with the Celtics because he did not receive a better offer. Schroeder wanted a chance to win, and he saw an available ball handling role in Boston. 
This summer, Schroeder was likely looking for something similar. He wanted a winning situation with available playing time. The moment Jalen Brunson signed with the Knicks, the Mavs had minutes available. And they had just reached the Western Conference Finals. If Dallas offered a contract before Euro Basket started, Schroeder likely would have jumped at the chance to join Luka and the Mavericks. The Lakers just tra- traded for Patrick Beverly, and they already had Russell Westbrook on the roster. Kendrick Nunn should finally be healthy, and fans know LeBron will handle the majority of the ball handling duties when healthy. The Lakers have minutes available, but there is no guarantee that he plays 30-plus minutes a night, and there will be plenty of competition to be the primary playmaker on the floor. The Dallas Mavericks could have signed Dennis Schroeder, but they did not. Will they regret that move at the end of the season? Let's talk about that. The Mavericks need another ball hander, like we discussed. They had their most success with two ball ball handlers on the floor last season. Jalen Brunson earned a place in the starting lineup and became the team's second leading scorer. Dallas traded for Spencer Dinwiddie at the deadline to give them a third playmaker, and the trio helped the Mavericks reach the conference finals. With Brunson now in New York, Dallas has just two ball handlers on the roster. Spencer Dinwiddie is penciled in as the starter next to Luka in the backcourt. But Josh Green will have to handle that third role. That is asking too much of either player. Schroeder was not the perfect fit. He is a score first guard that is below average three-point shooter and defender. The Mavericks made a massive defensive improvement under head coach Jason Kidd, and they need someone capable of spacing the floor to be able to thrive playing next to Luka. Schroeder has made the playoffs in seven of his nine NBA seasons. He is a winning player, but one that wants to be the lead ball handler on the team. That spot is not available in Dallas. The Dallas Mavericks will have plenty of chances to add another ball handler before the trade deadline. Will they do it? It's definitely a storyline to follow as the season progresses. And before we move on, please hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up if you like our video. And now on to our next topic. The question has been asked. Does Jason Kidd believe Luka has a ceiling? The Dallas Mavericks hired Jason Kidd to be their head coach in the summer of 2021. The hire was met with skepticism after Kidd failed in his first two coaching stints in Brooklyn and Milwaukee, but the Hall of Fame point guard improved the Mavs' defense and had them in the Western Conference Finals in his first season on the bench. Kidd's looking to build on that success in year two as Mavericks' head coach. He helped Luka improve his defense and body last season. Can Kidd assist Luka in taking another step forward? The Hall of Fame point guard believes he can. He recently joined the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson when he does, where he discussed his career, his three stints with the Mavericks, getting Jalen Brunson paid, and of course, Luka. Here's what Kid had to say about number 77. Kid was asked about Luka and if the Mavericks superstar has a ceiling. Saying, quote, when you look at the ceiling, the sky's the limit. He can fly 40,000 or 50,000 until he gets tired. You look at his abilities to control the game offensively. He's only 23 years old, and he loves to play the game. I'm just lucky to have the opportunity to have a good seat to watch him play. And also just try to help him with what I see to make the game with no stress. That is something we talk about. Cade continued to be, 
continued by talking about Luca's incredible confidence before saying, when he hits his stride in the sense of understanding how to use all the pieces, the sky's the limit. The Mavericks coach also discussed Luca's incredible basketball IQ at such a young age and his ability to control the game with his size and pace. Jackson and Barnes asked Kidd to help them get Luca on the podcast near the end of the episode so fans may soon get to hear from number 77 about his play in relationship with Coach Kidd. Luca is a unique talent that has improved under Kidd. The duo seems to have a fantastic relationship, and they will look to build on it in the Hall of Famer's second season. Kidd also shared his coaching philosophy for the new year. Quote, I'm only asking you to get better 1%. That's all I'm asking. To get better 1%, that makes the team 15 to 17% stronger. Fans wanting to hear about Dirk and the Mavericks 2011 championship were not disappointed. The point guard talked about their incredible run, and fans can listen to the entire episode available on YouTube. We'll have a link to the episode in the show notes. Kate also discussed how he got the Mavericks buying into playing defense growing up in Oakland, facing Jordan, and so much more in this must-listen interview for any basketball fan. Kid seems excited for the challenge of the new season and he'll be looking to get Christian Wood paid this season. Will Kidd be as successful as he was with Jalen Brunson? Let's talk about that. And our next topic is the question, can Dallas Mavericks head coach Jason Kidd get Christian paid? Dallas Mavericks head coach Jason Kidd, like we said, was on the All Smoke podcast where he talked about his team losing Jalen Brunson in the free agency. The Hall of Fame point guard discussed his excitement in getting one of his players paid and how he wants to put his men in positions to be successful. The Mavs front office was not willing to offer Brunson a four-year extension worth $55 million before Kidd arrived. The head coach helped the 6'1 guard break out in his fourth NBA season, where he became a starter and the Mavs' second-leading scorer. Brunson got a four-year deal with $104 million from the Knicks this summer. Coach Kidd now has a new player to help get a massive payday after, after the Mavericks traded for Christian Wood. The 6'10 forward is a different player than Brunson, but he will be tasked with picking up much of JB's scoring. Can Coach Kidd get Wood a massive payday in free agency next summer? It depends on the question, what does Christian Wood need to do with the Mavericks to get that massive payday? Woods is an NBA journeyman who is about to play for his seventh team in eight seasons. He earned a three-year, $41 million payday from the Rockets in 2020 after a breakout season with the Pistons. The 6'10 forward averaged 19 points and 10 rebounds and one block per game in Houston. But there are plenty of questions about his production translates to winning after the Rockets were one of the worst teams in the NBA over the last two seasons. Wood needs to improve his defense and maintain his counting stats while helping the Mavericks win games. It's a simple recipe for the 26-year-old to receive a massive payday, but his role will play a significant factor in his production. So what role will Wood play in the, with the Dallas Mavericks? Wood has been a starter since joining the Rockets, but the Mavericks plan for him to come off the bench at least to start the season. Head coach Jason Kidd was quick to name... Javal McGee, the team's starting center, and Spencer Dinwiddie is expected to take Jalen Brunson's place in the starting five. With Luka, Dorian, and Reggie sticking from last season, that locks in the team's opening lineup. 
Woods will be the team's sixth man in the primary score coming off the bench. He should play close to starting minutes as McGee is penciled in for a 16 to 20 minute per game role. Having Wood as a stretch five can take the Mavs offense to another level. The 6'10 forward is a career 38% three-point shooter, and Luka is one of the best shot creators in the NBA. Could he hit over 40% from three-point range and score 17-plus per game? The 6'10 forward will have to play defense and stay engaged if he wants to play 30-plus minutes per game. Nobody is questioning his talent or ability to produce numbers, but the Mavericks need Christian Wood to help them win games, and that might take the 26-year-old a little time to adjust to doing. He'll get plenty of shots and opportunities to excel, but will he do it? That's the real question. So, at the end of the day, the real question is, can the Mavericks head coach get Wood paid? Coach Kidd may be uniquely positioned to get Wood a massive contract next summer. The Mavericks just made a massive defensive leap, and that is where Wood needs to make his biggest improvements. If the 6'10 forward plays even average defense this season, he will get paid handsomely when he hits free agency. The Mavs need Woods Wood to buy in, though. Will the 26-year-old accept coming off the bench after two years starting in Houston? Is he familiar with the Mavericks schemes and willing to play a role in their success? Luka will be the team's best player. Can Wood find a way to fit next to the 23-year-old superstar? Assuming Wood is locked in and takes his game to another level in the first winning situation of his NBA career, he will earn a massive payday this summer. The 26-year-old could be looking for more than $20 million per season, and Coach Kidd just got Brunson paid over $25 million each year. Christian Wood is the Dallas Mavericks X-Factor this season. The team will only go on another deep playoff if every player accepts their role and thrives in it. Can Wood average 20 points and 10 rebounds per game while playing average defense? It's a lot to ask, but Coach Kidd will have the entire team locked in and ready by opening night. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we discussed in this episode in the comments section below. What are your thoughts about the upcoming season for the Mavericks? And do you think we'll be able to make the uh, postseason again? Mavericks are a top 10 team, and Luka is a top 5 player, according to Jason Timph. While uh, Draymond Green garnered much more media buzz for his podcast during the playoffs, another NBA voice emerged on the same network, who just might be the best new voice in basketball analysis, and that is the volumes Jason Timph. Thoughtful and knowledgeable, leaving the hyperbole to the ample supply of voices that rely on it. We often say around these parts that national media types struggle when talking Mavericks basketball, but that isn't the case with Jason. That's why I was keenly interested to hear his take on the Mavericks' upcoming season. He has the Mavericks slated ninth in his NBA power rankings, giving Dallas a puncher's chance to make the finals. Outside of calling Maxi Kleber just a shooter, Dwight Powell a notable defender, and suggesting Dennis Schroeder as a Jalen Brunson replacement just hours before he signed a one-year deal or return to the Lakers, he largely gets it right when sizing up the Mavericks' potential. I agree with his selection of Christian Wood as the Mavs' biggest wild card. How much of Wood's stat output with the Rockets amounted to empty calories? Being the best player on a rebuilding and inexperienced team can either mean the player will blossom when placed in a winning context, 
or he can reveal him to be a hardwood paper tiger. Learning to play as with Luca's role man in the late shot clock safety is going to be a far different offensive experience than the freewheeling style Wood could default to each night with Houston. On the other hand, however, how quickly can Wood pick up the defensive system and the corresponding teamwork that vaulted the Mavericks up to 7th in defensive rating last season? Kid and company worked their magic on the roster last year, so here's hoping they have some defensive pixie dust left to sprinkle on their new acquisition during training camp in the preseason. Jason notes in his breakdown that the Mavericks thrived last year in a dual point guard lineup. What started when Brunson moved into the starting lineup only accelerated with the February acquisition of Spencer Dinwiddie. Very few meaningful minutes of Mavericks basketball saw less than two of the Mavericks playmakers on the court. This allowed the Dallas offense to slide into your turn, my turn mode for much of the game and forced defenses to account for an off-ball player with the potential to do more than spot up or roll the basket. Now that Brunson is no longer on the team, the most pressing question for the front office is, who will become the third playmaker as Din Whittle becomes a starter? The prevailing wisdom, once Brunson signed with the Knicks, is that the front office would move to address that vacancy With names like Dennis Schroeder now under the conversation, one has to wonder if Nico Harrison and company have their eyes on someone who might become available via trade or waivers before the start of the season. If not, this void becomes the focus of any and all trade rumors. Much like Nick Wright lavished praise on Luca in his list of the top 50 players in the last 50 years, Jason recently placed number 77 in the top five current NBA players. Tim envisions two roads for Luca's future. Does he take his place on the Mount Rushmore of NBA, the Mount Rushmore of NBA greats next to LeBron, or follow an arc more like the injury-riddled James Harden? The two determining factors are put forward as conditioning and making strides to become a capable positional defender. After a couple of seasons of playing his way into form, will Luca come into camp ready to rock? He looked great for playing for the Slovenian national team, and head coach Jason Kidd believes that we are poised to see Luca start the season in shape. As for his defense, Luca will never have the lateral quickness to play up on shifty guards. Jason notes that he has the vision and size to give up just enough ground to stand a better chance to keep the ball in front of him for a moment or two until help arrives. Jason Kidd called that participation during the Phoenix series, minimizing those moments of Matador defense without expanding a frantic level in energy could lead to Luca edging up towards becoming a league average defender. That would do wonders for both his career trajectory and the Mavericks chances for another deep playoff run. And now, our next topic. Luca has reached the top three status in ESPN NBA rank. Dallas Maverick superstar Luca was already one of the best players in the NBA, but he took his game to another level in the playoffs as he led his team to the conference finals. The 6-7 ball handler averaged 31 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, and almost two steals during the Mavs' postseason run. That included destroying the top-seeded Suns in Game 7 on their home floor to make the Final Four. 
Luka has a Hall of Fame-worthy resume after just four seasons in the NBA. He won Rookie of the Year in 2019 before making three All-Star appearances and earning three first-team All-NBA honors. Number 77 plans to be in the MVP conversation this season and earning his fourth first-team All-NBA honor with Ty Luka with Dirk for the most in franchise history. Luka may have been the best player in the world during the playoffs, but where did he rank among ESPN's top 100 countdown heading into the 2022-2023 season? The 23-year-old was fourth last year, and he only moved up heading into his fifth NBA season. Luka finished third on the back of leading his team to the conference finals. He was behind the only two players to win MVP in the last four years. Reigning two-time NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic was second with Giannis taking this top spot. An MVP campaign in 2023 will have Luka in the conversation for the best player in the world. Especially if the Dallas Mavericks make another deep playoff run. Most experts were down on the team's offseason as Jalen Brunson departed in free agency. So Luka pushing them deep in the postseason would only strengthen his case for best player. Luka is a special talent that just keeps improving. He can average 30 points per game this season or put up a triple dump ball every night, and none of it would shock fans. That is how crazy good, crazy good number 77 is, and the rest of the league is not eager to face him. What will Luka do next? Well, stay tuned to find out, and you can do that by subscribing to all major, subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms including Good Pods, as well as subscribing to this YouTube channel. Gives it that thumbs up. And as always, if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee. Buy me at coffee.com slash mavscourtreport. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, be able to pay them, and hopefully take this show on the road. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Lease. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and be sure to subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts from. Until next Friday, go Mavs!